Okay, hi. So this is Carrie Johnston, and I am uh, coming to you today from Dakwakata Haines Junction on the traditional territory of Champaign and Ajax First Nations. And my guest is Tyler Dahl of GP Distrib Distributing, and he's in Whitehorse on the traditional territory of Ta'an Kitchen Council and Kwanan Dun First Nation. Welcome, Tyler. Thank you. And so could you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I am uh, ownership in GP Distributing. We are a food service wholesaler, uh, the only one in the Yukon. And uh, my father, Kyle Dahl, started the company actually 25 years ago this spring. Um, it was supposed to be our 25th anniversary party and celebration uh, in May this month. But uh, given the circumstances with COVID, uh, we're putting it on the back burner, which means it just gives us an extra year to really plan this party. It'll uh, be a fantastic celebration, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. um, and so what does GP distri Distributing do? So we have a bunch of distributorships and we sell food to restaurants, camps, caterers, um, and even into convenience stores and the big retailers downtown. So GP has Old Dutch potato chips, Grimm's Meats, Nestle ice cream, Canada bread, uh, Saputo Dairyland milk, um, Pacific Bottle Works, which is a, a nice line of premium beverages. And we sell pretty much a brand name and we are a broadline distributor is what they call us. So. We do a little bit of everything and we even got into actually equipment and smallwares for the restaurant industry uh, just a couple of years ago. So we're a pretty diverse little company. Mm -hmm. And a Yukon born company. Hey. Yeah, totally. Yukon born is uh, my, my father came up 25 years ago. Well, actually it would be more than that, almost 30 years ago. And uh, he was into, he was one of the first managers, I think at Woolworths, one of the youngest managers, and uh, he just kind of derived from there into retail and then into different types of meats. He ran Burns Meats. And then at one point we had the grocery people who is actually now our supplier. Um, and yeah, along the way he met some partners that got him into the food business with uh, milk and bread was his first two lines of product. So he's, uh, he came up in, I guess it would have been 83. So longer than 30, 36 years. <laughs> Yep. Well, I won't age myself, but that's pretty close to when I was born. Yeah. Yeah. And so everything derived from his time in retail and coming from the South up here. And then I was actually born uh, in Dawson Creek, mile zero of the Alaska highway. And then uh, my mom moved up here to meet my dad. And this is where we're at 20, 25 years in the company. So I've, I've been around it all my life. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've decided that I'm going to take on the next generation of the business. And my father, Kyle, is uh, slowly stepping away, but, you know, he's still here to help out in the summer, which are our busiest months. And um, we have a pretty diverse little team here um, that we built. So we're feeling comfortable going into what we're going into. And, uh, yeah, so I look forward to answering some questions for you. Sure. So uh, what have you learned about coming from an entrepreneurial family? What have you learned about being an entrepreneur over the last couple of weeks as we've been dealing with this pandemic? It is super hard work. Um, you need to be able to react really quickly. 
And I think being a smaller business, we don't have those corporate levels to jump through. We can make those decisions with our team quickly. We can react way quicker. And I like to think that we are at the top of our game, uh, best practices for our business. And we have actually a multiple of other businesses that we are sort of partnerships with. We have a marketing group. So there's five other businesses just like us in Western Canada. So we're really lucky that we get to, you know, meet up, have a meeting of the minds and try to make a system that works for all of us really quickly. So we have, you know, some of the, some of the top business leaders in food distribution with us. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of quick work and it's kind of evolving daily for the first couple of weeks when everything was coming down the pipeline. Um, we just, we had to keep reacting quickly to number one, protect our employees. And number two, protect our clients. Um, so yeah, it was it was overwhelming. We were really stressed out, but we really got a grasp of it within you know a week and a half, and we had a very smooth operating system um, right off the hop. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting dynamic, I guess. Um, and you really got to be at the top of your leadership game as a business owner to get your people through that. Because our, our goal is to never, never lay people off in these circumstances. We need their help. We want to keep them working. And we want to keep our economy bubbling as, as best as we can. Um, so, yeah. I, I keep hearing that in a lot of these interviews. Sort of accept. Accept this situation. See what's happening. Adapt. Collaborate. And rely on your team. Like, those seem to be a lot of themes that keep running around. There is. And I mean, you know, no matter what you need to look at the opportunities that present themselves too. It's not just negative. There is a lot of positives and uh, you know, we can be there for our community and we can be there for the communities around Whitehorse and, and, and really push through to make sure that, um, you know, everybody has food, water, and that, uh, I guess that, that relieves a lot of stress for a lot of those people knowing that we have access to all these products locally. We aren't, we aren't that, super reliant on the outside we do have we do have the stuff in yukon to to supply and keep everybody fed and going what are you learning about your customer in the last couple of weeks um they are as stressed out as us <laughs> it's very it's very uncertain because our our customers are the restaurants and small restaurants i i think kind of live week to week you know, it's, it's very up and down in the Yukon, you know, it's all affected by tourism. Now we don't have that. What do we do? Well, we need to be there for our locals. Cause I can tell you, I think, you know, my, my wife at home with the children and everything, they get tired of cooking. We need, we need meals made for us still. Right. And I think, um, a lot of people still look forward to, um, helping out and supporting those, those clients. Um, but I think, I think like we're very, um, what's the word, we're very diverse in our small businesses. Like I said, we can react really quickly. And I think our restaurant industry has done a really good job at reacting and kind of changing their business model. Um, the retailers have definitely stepped up their game and are fighting to get products in stock to help all of us. And which in turn, you know, we're seeing a lot more, more food sales to the general public for my business. And I know restaurants have been slowly opening back up for takeout and and i know they're getting the support we see the orders coming through our warehouse daily and uh 
it's just been driven towards takeout now. So like we had to get a little bit quicker and smarter to react to the takeout trays, disposable gloves, stuff like that. So yeah, I think, I think overall the businesses that could have done well in uh, evolving their business quickly and, and taking, um, taking those opportunities that were presented. So. And your business is evolving. You're launching new products or new concepts. Yeah, well, you know, we we started a partnership with Yukon um, Born and Raised. Um, Kyle and I um, partnered up with um, five other businesses. And what we're doing is we are raising local animals and then processing and selling to the market, um, which the timing is actually turning out to be really great because there is a beef shortage with what's going on down south. Meat plants have been closed down and um, the best part about this business model is that our animals, the dollar is actually started in the Yukon. It's not coming up the highway. And what that allows us to do is offer to Yukon farmers um, the availability to sell their animals to us and not have to sit on them, not have to sell them at the farm gate. And I think we can build a really sustainable business that way. And, you know, we can actually have farmers growing for a business rather than you know growing for the public and maybe they'll sell it maybe they won't um so yeah we're just we've been launching that over the last couple of months and we've been selling boxes of different cuts of meat and we have a local chef uh, wandering bison luke legault who is creating a lot of recipes and and products for us so it's it's a pretty neat dynamic so there's two farmers um horse haven ranch and flat creek farms so we're doing our beef, uh, wild boar, and pigs. And then we have Mammoth Marketing, um, Matthew Douglas and his partner, uh, who have been doing all of our online uh, presence and, and marketing material. And then there's, there's GP doing distribution. So we have a very diverse group um, that can take care of all parts of our market which is is very neat i don't i don't think it's been done before in the yukon so right yeah and, and that's what we see in times like this is emergence of new marketplace new sort of economic uh systems so yeah totally. uh, seeing emphasis on uh local product is is a is a, a probably a relief for a lot of yukoners i think so and I, I think it's good to start seeing that you know yukon has product to offer and we can grow this to a point where you know, we could eventually start selling product across borders if we can get federally inspected. And I mean, right now that's, that should be a big drive. We need, we need to produce white meat. We need to be able to produce chickens. And uh, that's kind of our, our uh, foresight is to what else can we get going for farmers in the Yukon and where can that go? So. What have you learned uh, as a leader over the last couple of weeks? I think, uh, you know, being calm is a superpower. And it's, it's one of the things I think as leaders we, we need to focus on. Um, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty high-strung person, a lot of energy, I'm passionate about what I do. And sometimes that can be conveyed as a little bit stressful. And what we really need to do is just sit down, take in all the information and try to make the best practice for our companies 
and pass that message down to the people that are actually um, practicing what we're trying to uh, get done for procedures and policy. And I think the biggest thing that we all need to do is lead as best practices allow us. We want to make the absolute safest conditions in times like this. We want to make sure our employees are protected. We want to make sure that our um, clients are protected. And it all starts at the top, but it's very important to listen to what's going on at ground level and getting that information back to, to the management team and the leaders. Um, I think a lot of times as leaders, we kind of oversee that in stressful situations. And it's the people on the ground that are living it and they have quicker solutions more times than not for us as leaders at the top. So yeah, it's, it's beneficial to, to listen and get information coming back from the bottom. Yeah, I think of it sometimes like a leadership where like our, responsibi our responsibility is vision and sometimes we forsake practicality in, mm. in some of our decisions. So it's always good to kind of keep that, that, that relationship with the people who are in the, in the deep into the practical. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your wellness practice? Kind of what keeps you not at that like you know, <laughs> busy level and, and kind of grounded? It's, uh, it's taken me a long time, but um, three years ago, I was really not fit. I was overweight, heavy smoker, a lot of smoking to deal with stress, you know, uh, drinking beer, you know, that was, that's kind of the old uh, business way, right? You know, you go for a smoke and a beer after work and kind of decompress, but as times change, you know, I, I figured out that uh, living in the Yukon, you can't take it for granted. There's so much amazing stuff to do outside, be healthy. Um, so one of my biggest things is, you know, I, I called a local business that I seen on Facebook called Wicked Ram Fitness. And uh, my good friend, well, at, at the time I didn't even know him. I just randomly called him and said, listen, I'm tired of working out at the gym done that cycle it doesn't work for me anymore I want something new and Wicked Ram Fitness trains people to get in uh, sheep hunting shape oh. and this program derived I think five years ago now I've been in the program for three years and uh, it's completely changed my life working out outdoors an hour goes by so quickly um, the leader Ryan McGilvery is an amazing leader and uh, he really pushes people um, to step outside their comfort zone and that was kind of what changed my my life three years ago I, I went from being severely overweight I'm down like 85 pounds now I'm in my third season of Wicked Ram and it's just completely changed uh, my life I mean you, you change your fitness level you change your mindset they really work hand in hand and just being outdoors in nature is very soothing um, and you surround yourself with like people, you know, it's just, it's always a good time and, and it really takes the stress away. And I've been listening to um, a leader called Kerwin Ray. He is a self-made um, social marketing kind of guru, guru. And he, that's where I heard calm is a superpower. That's his thing. And uh, 
he's actually, his podcasts are amazing. He interviews, you know, leading business people all over the world, asks the tough questions, and uh, he just brings, um, he brings a, a new look at how to handle ourselves personally and professionally, how they intertwine. And, and yeah, he's just, he's been very influential on, on kind of my leadership style. Um, but yeah, fitness, some certain podcasts I listen to and, and I love music and mountain biking. So that's my after work kind of cycle. I listen to my podcast, I go for a mountain bike ride and I go work out. So I think it's, I think it's very important to release physical stress and that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about starting a new business right now? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's don't get too big too quickly. If you have a good product, um, your services, your personal services are what will always, always sell. You need to be able to bring solutions, always bringing solutions and helping people. That's where business grows. Um, and I think, you know, in times like these, if you're, if your service is helping, you're going to go a long way. Um, especially in the Yukon, that's what Yukoners are about, right? Mm -hmm. We are pretty much in the middle of nowhere still, and we need solution-based businesses because we're, we're so far away from a lot of help, you know, and I think uh, overall, you need to be willing to put in the hours. Any job that you start right now, it's, it's 12 hours a day. And if you can get comfortable with that for the first little bit, I think you'll be successful, but you need to put those hours in. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It's putting in the time and it's, it's learning. It's, it's embracing that sort of lifelong learning and what you do so that you can keep finding those sort of gaps in the marketplace. Yeah. And be very open, right? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to take, uh, you need to be able to take feedback really. That's probably the biggest one. If you can take constructive criticism and put in those hours, you'll be fine. You'll make a business. Any aha moments for you over the last little while? Um, probably had a few putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for me was just staying calm through all this, letting our people um kind of give you their perspective and listening to their perspective multiple perspectives within my management team has been really helpful and we i think that's what allowed us to kind of react so quickly and get down i think best practices for our business you know what we really have uh, been focusing on is with the huge loss of business with the restaurant industry and with the the supply chain being so overwhelmed so quickly is like, well, we have a warehouse of food. How do we get that to the communities and the people? And well, we can't have people coming into the, the storefront or into the business. Can we provide them with a, a safe way to pick up groceries at the back door? Um, the biggest thought behind that was, is, okay, well, people are in isolation. They can go for a car ride. They can come pick up. Can we make it safe for them to get out of their house and uh, 
and get a little time outside, pick up their order, I'm sure they'd appreciate that. And it actually just blew up once we put that idea together and how we could work it out so that we don't have a overrun pickup door. And at first it was, we were, we were overwhelmed with how many people actually wanted to come to GP and pick up some food. And so it actually kind of derived into, we made a Yukon essentials box for people that were isolating. And the thought behind that was how do we keep these local manufacturers in business so I picked out six that do business with the GP and I put an email out and they all had some amazing Yukon made product to put into this box and uh, we just we took off from there and I think it's gonna be something that we're gonna continue to do maybe monthly or bi-weekly we're not really sure but what it did is it put you know purchases into the pockets of these manufacturers that probably were getting quite a bit slower and it made home delivery of Yukon snacks kind of be born, which I think a lot of people really appreciated that. And uh, I think our Facebook post reached over 26,000 people wow. in three days. Wow. So we sold 15 boxes in about eight business hours. I think we had 30. I oversold it. I went, I went and did another round because we started with 15 because I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. We sold another 15 in like another two business hours for a total of 30 boxes in, in like 10 business hours. So um, listening, listening to our team, listening to their perspective, that's kind of where everything came from. I mean, I can lead and put all those ideas together, but the people make it happen all the time. And, I was super thankful for that and it was it was it was an amazing aha moment i guess for me to to watch these people just come together and want to want to help and want to do something big so yeah let, let your people let your people do their thing because they they bring solutions all the time and they'll do it well you know awesome um well i mean do you have any other songs or podcasts you've already recommended one for us but i always close out asking that um you know for music i've been kind of dabbling in a lot of different stuff um but i do i do have my kind of uh it's kind of like country hip-hop big small he keeps me going awesome and uh yeah he has a song called working okay that's a great song so yeah um yeah great well thanks so much for your time today it's been a pleasure talk, chatting with you yeah, thanks for reaching out. I think it's good to get a message out for a small business right now. And uh, I, I hope all of us bounce back from these trying times. Well, yeah. I think we will if we keep working together. You bet. Right on.